Yo, 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 welcome back to the Two Coin Podcast. It is your boy, Ronnie. And I am Waleed, the other side of the coin. And today's episode is brought to you by Zoom Conference Calls. I was going to say third time's a try because motherfuckers was laughing too hard and we couldn't hit record. <laughs> but for the third time, we got it and now we're good and we're here. And I, you know what I mean? And we got a special guest with us, a reoccurring guest talking about Kev. I feel like Ahmed's already a part of this podcast. His ass, <laughs> he'd be here. Well, you, I'm just here. Just know I'm, I'm somewhere in the background creeping, but you guys know my voice. Hey, man. And the people know you. People ain't seen Kev in a minute. Two-coin veteran, uh, Kevin, a.k.a. KJ Durant, you, you dig? Y'all know, if you yes, don't know. Sir, yes, you know. sir, yes, sir. A.k.a. Easy Money Sniper. Hey, man. Yes, sir. Do what I or do. Hard Money Sniper. A.k.a. Brooklyn's Finest. I ain't even from Brooklyn. A.k.a. Those two rings don't count. Hey, man, a ring is a <laughs> ring, bro. Like, <laughs> man. But yeah, man, let's, uh, let's get right into it. So last episode was really heavy. And I don't know, speaking for me personally, um, just with being how fresh and how new the news cycle was and everything going around, um, it was just hard for me to kind of find the words to just explain what was going on in my head. So I kind of find myself like stumbling on my words a lot and, you know, struggling to, you know, form coherent thoughts because I was just all over the place. And I feel like a lot of people in America, black people specifically, just are in like a state of it's a mix of fear, anxiety and like just sadness. Right. But I think uh, the more and more time goes by, like they say, time heals all wounds. Um, the situation hasn't gotten better. Uh, the protests haven't stopped. But I feel like for me personally, I've started to develop more of a positive outlook. Uh, I don't know about you guys. How are you feeling? Uh, it's, it's this wave of sad, frightened, enraged, and then like really apathetic. And it just keeps going in that cycle. Uh, I've noticed that this week it's hard for me to get in any sort of groove. Like, I mean, obviously, like, yep. y'all know me for working on music and stuff like that, blah, 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 whatever. I have not, like, been able to do it. Like, I have not been able to focus on any, like, the creative outlets. I've barely been able to use, like, you know, TV or video games as, like, escapism. I'm just, like, going through that the, that same cycle, like, over and over again. I really don't know. What about you, Ahmed? I mean, yeah, I would say... KJ kind of summed it up into some pretty good words. I mean, I just got to the point where it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I have developed a little bit more of a positive outlook. I mean, just throughout the whole week, you've seen people coming in support. And I feel like we could tell who's actually genuine about it. So I am developing that good outlook, but still it's a wave. Sometimes it will, I'll go on social media, for instance, and then I'll just have that wave of depression. Like, man, there's also all these other people out there. But it's just, it's just choosing where to focus your energy. And right now, I'm trying to be optimistic about it. Facts, man. Nah, hey, I met, I agree with that, man. It's just, um, it's really like, because every time, every time I open up any social media app, it's to the point now, like, I, I don't even try to even look at that just because I know it's just going to add the add to certain feelings and it's not even like I'm not trying to just look at it not to be aware it's more of like I already know the emotions that's going to come up personally and that's just going to put me in a bad headspace because it's like like Kev what you were saying earlier about going through these cycles you know what I mean um it's just trying to find some something else to think about even if it is for a second or two like I mean like perfect example like um me and my folks we be talking about this shit almost every night when we having dinner all this stuff but we got to a point now where it's just like we go through all day talking about this dude, like you know, having our mind on it. It's just like now, especially when we get together at night, it's like, yo, let's just go let's try to watch a show for 30 minutes, try to do something mm -hmm. else for 30 minutes to try to just get our mind right again and not feel like we're in this constant. And not even to say that it's not important to be in that, but just always like just to give, you, give yourself a little rest for even a, a fraction of a second, if that makes sense. It's hard to live yeah. in it, right? It's hard to live in it all the time. That's why like... It's weird. Like, I do appreciate, like, a little bit of comic relief. I know there's, like, time and place, uh, but I do appreciate, like, sometimes you'll see, like, a joke on Twitter. Like, right now it's, like, the uh, the Virgil thing, which is, like, freaking hilarious. That yeah, shit, that I'm, shit. I'm Virgil Virgil about it. Bruh. I'm, I'm, I'm Virgil Virgil. <laughs> yeah, that shit is fucking hilarious. But I'm, like, that's really, like, getting me through at the moment as well as, like, seeing everybody's, like, support. Uh, did, did you guys see that meme that was, like, uh, 
all 50 states had um, anti-police protests, and there was like somebody made the edit. Oh, so all Virgil states. <laughs> Yo, how wild is it? To Nigga, like, they put no, they put Virgil's that. face on the fifty dollar bill. Bruh. How wild is it to work for your like your whole life? Like you're like really on this fashion design shit. You got like hella degrees and whatnot. You did all these things, made history, and then Black Twitter boils your whole legacy down to fifty dollars in one day. <laughs> I'd be mad as shit. I'd be like, fuck the $50. Give me my money back. Oh, my Virgil God. is a corporation, man. Off-White is a corporation. Off-White is also currently all Virgil off right now. So if you guys want to go get some Off-White, all Virgil off right now. Virgil percent off. Bro, I just see somebody, they like redid a Drake verse, 10 bands, Virgil bands, 7 bands. <laughs> <laughs> fucking bands, that's not even disgusting. I seen, uh, that's fucking hilarious. What did they say? Uh, can't go Virgil, Virgil with no hoe? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's comedy. Oh my God. Oh, man. But now, nah, yeah, it is, it is really good to have like that comedic relief. I agree with that. And I've been seeing like a little bit of it uh, just pop up here and there, um, especially on social media. But I want to go back to what you said earlier about the whole apathy thing, because I thought that was interesting. I mean, sometimes I find myself just like, you know, sometimes I could be a cynic, right? So you automatically go into thinking about the negative, especially if you're black. I feel like it's easier to fall into that trap. And then that leads itself to, I just don't give a fuck anymore. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Like, especially like to people who aren't black, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Like I'm done talking and it is what it is at this point. It is a very fucked up and very, uh, I guess the word would be like damaging mentality to have, especially when people are focused on making a change. But I feel like I've fallen into that kind of mindset um, sometimes, especially early on, like last Thursday and last Friday. Mm. Well, I mean, bro, it's like at some point you're like all talked out about it. It's like, bro, so much emotion goes into this like this week. Uh, especially with just like little things throughout your life and now it all comes to a head especially like if you actually do have some traumatic experience directly yourself with the police like I do like I have experiences with the police where I was like yo I might fuck around and be like one of these hashtags right now not even doing anything criminal or anything like that so it's like fuck it's just like reliving your trauma like over and over again that's why like I try to avoid a video and then like something gets to me and then I watch the video now I'm all traumatized and then like anywhere I go any corner of my life even in my inbox people are messaging me so it's like fuck I, I'm all talked out I'm all emotioned out I'm just trying to like chill for like a hot second you know it, it's just a lot to deal with at the same time especially after what uh, Trump said on Tuesday it's just a lot I don't know yeah man it, it's a lot dude like on Thursday, actually, and I've said this a couple times, but on Thursday when he like sent that inflammatory tweet talking about looting, shooting, or whatever, I, I swear as soon as I read that, like my heart dropped. That was the first and only time yeah. like a Trump tweet like hit me directly and affected me to the point where I just like started fearing for my life. Because we shit, know right? what that means, right? We know exactly yeah. what that means. There was a couple things. Uh, I meant to say Monday, but like there was a couple things that happened. So first is that tweet, and then it's. Um, when he called uh, Antifa a terrorist organization, and Antifa isn't an organization at all, but we understand coded language because we have to as like a, a survival tactic, right? So when he says that Antifa is a terrorist organization, our actually says loot and shoot and all that shit, and then he says like we're using military force on anybody who's like rioting and whatnot, and we already know that people are being attacked, peaceful or not. It literally to me reads as, hey, if this is what I agree with. I'm a fascist. And if you don't agree with anything that I'm about, then we're going to try to kill you. That's how I read all of that. Like, that that's exactly how I read it. Peaceful or not, we're just going to try to kill you. Like, just straight up. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, this is not... What? what? <laughs> and see, the crazy thing is, where was this energy when all those people was going out, quote unquote, talking about, oh, I need my... Um, what you call, I need my freedoms to go out and go fucking shopping. I don't want to be stuck inside a house. And people are literally walking, marching down the streets with a fucking AK, with guns, all this shit, and doing all this, yelling in cops' faces, doing all this stuff. But then he was sitting there with supporting, these are good Americans. They just, you know what I mean? Where's we know the sit? answer to that. It's because they're on the same team. But it's, it, it, it's like, where's that same energy, bro? Like, I don't know. That's the thing. They're, they're on the same team, and he is not 
focusing his energy on uniting America in the time where we need it the most. He's focusing his energy on how he's going to win the election by getting his base to support him. You know, so if he you just know says more part? inflammatory shit, like they'll support him and he'll win again and he'll keep the country divided, but it doesn't matter because he'll be in power. The worst part about it, the whole thing to me, is that uh, there's so much solidarity behind the uh, right between the conservatives and everything. Like, I don't even know of anyone else on a ballot to even be like the, the Republican representative. Like, but you know Trump is going to get it for sure. There is 100% solidarity. And the fact is, like, Biden is who he's going up against. And God, this guy is so shaky. Like, it's so hard to support him because every time you try to want to and try to look past a lot of shit, uh, he'll give you a reason not to support him over and over again. It's like literally like, fuck, I have to support you because, well, at least you're not trying to be like an unintelligent Hitler. I'm like, but like, what? it's like, what type of position are we in right now? <laughs> it's yeah. so, it's really I was going to say, oh, go ahead, Ronnie. No, no, no go ahead. I'm a, I was going to say in terms of, because you hear it over and over again about voting this week, and I'm not belittling, belittling it. I'm not saying don't vote, definitely vote. But for us, for us in California personally, like how much is our vote really going to matter? Because we know which way our state is going to swing and we know that popular vote doesn't mean shit. So for me, like I even told Waleed, like I might because all the stuff and all the stress that was getting to me this week was like, honestly, I feel like it's my moral right to go and vote now. But then I see Joe Biden fucking it up and I'm just like, maybe I won't vote. And honestly, he's still going to be okay because California is still going to be a blue state. So I don't know where you guys lay on that, but that's kind of where I lay on it. Nah, man. Hey, you right, bro, because it's like we kind of put into that same position what happened in uh, 2016. It's like it was Trump against Hillary, and it was like a lot of people, even before Hillary was going up against Trump, people weren't supporting Hillary. It's not like Hillary was a fucking saint or nothing, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it, it was just one of those. It's like here are two bads, but Trump was just the worst bad. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're kind of giving that option. That's why, uh, because honestly, what, that 2016 election, that was, what, a year after I got my citizenship. And I told myself I'm not wasting my my first time voting for somebody I truly don't believe in. Like, yeah, fuck Trump and fuck everything he represents. But it was just like, well, goddamn, just because Hillary isn't as bad. No, it's fuck Hillary, too. You know what I mean? It is. Well, here's the thing. So it's a nuanced thing. We could talk about... You know how much is your vote worth and everything. I'm I'm right there with you. I'll go down the rabbit hole with you, but um, it's just a vote does not necessarily mean in this particular case that you co-sign everything that they're about. Like in this case, this is really is like a lesser to evils thing again. So by voting, it, it doesn't and for Biden, it doesn't mean that you necessarily support someone who like commits sexual assault or anything like that so much as you want to get a fascist out of the government we're in a very like fucked up position now we're like we're even questioning the value of a vote but it doesn't mean you co-sign everything that they're about it's just the fact is one of those two people is going to win and to not vote means that you forfeit your participation in history you're like i it's like oh i don't care what happens just let something happen uh so just as like a concept it's like i'm gonna keep voting even if I know it doesn't mean anything at the moment just because if history is going to happen I want to at least say yeah, I, I right contributed to it yeah I want to see I contributed to it but really it just feels like there's no right side to be honest it, it doesn't feel nah, like I mean it. this year I'm definitely like you know what I mean it, it, it's especially seen obviously we knew what was we knew that these four years was going to happen you know what I mean even before he got into office we saw like maybe not to the extent but to some degree, everybody knew that what, what was going to happen and how what his mentality was because he showed us that mentality before he even got into office. But like I like you right, bro, because this this is one election where I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna do my part, whatever that like whatever me voting might mean. Even like you said, this being a blue state and we everybody in California could vote against Trump and then he could still get elected because you know what I mean it's about those other states that have that power in it yeah we're not the swing states um that's the unfortunate part it's like the big states like how we're a big blue state so we have hella electoral votes and then and then there's a uh, Texas will be the red equivalent but it's really the swing states anyway and yeah right now it, it does I know everything that's going on but like it really does seem like Trump is gonna win not because of what's happening but because of Biden can't string two good days together, it seems like. <laughs> like, it's just, what the hell? 
And and they also found like some early evidence of Russia trying to collude again. But that's neither here nor there. I want to go back to uh, what you were saying earlier about uh, you know contributing to history. I thought that was interesting because ask Ahmed like up until maybe two days ago. I was very, very vocal and loud. And when I get opinionated, I get very vocal and loud, even if I'm wrong. <laughs> My favorite right? parts of Twitter is when you uh, make your uh, Twitter account not private. <laughs> yeah. Because you guys are like, I, I, be, I be wilding sometimes. I be, I be reading through my tweets sometimes, like, oh shit, damn, like, I be, you be wilding. <laughs> no, I'm just, I was very vocal about fuck voting. I'm not voting. Fuck both these niggas. I don't care who's in office, right? I'll admit that. But up until like three days ago, I'm like, okay, man. I was wrong. I was an idiot. I'm, I'm going to vote. I'll vote for Biden. I'll suck it up. I don't want him in office, but I, I don't want Trump in office more. Well, and that's honestly yeah. what it boils down to. Well, and it's almost like admitting that. defeat. I don't want to dispel yeah. that. It doesn't mean that, like, because really, like, yeah, fuck both of them. It's just because I, I think of uh, it didn't occur to me till I seen women. It's like, yo, women are like, I've been sexually abused and everything like that. So they're like, I don't feel comfortable voting for a sexual abuser. And it seems like both of them are that. So it, it's like, oh, well, fuck, I'm just not going to vote. And I get that. And it's like a clash between ideals and uh, just being realistic. And realistically, if you don't vote, it doesn't like if most people didn't vote, it doesn't mean that no one's going to take office come January. Like that that's not an option. You can't not have a president. So by not voting, it like you're not really helping. You, you make, you're making it easier for Trump. Right. But I do understand that, though. It's just yeah. uh, we're fucked. Like. <laughs> So would you say that, um, for example, like voting for a Green Party or voting for an independent candidate would be the same as just sitting your ass at home? Yeah. <laughs> because I think so, well, to well, be honest. Well, I don't, it's exactly just, what yeah, it is. I don't want to be disrespectful. It would align with your personal views because maybe you might agree with them, but how much is that actually going to impact that? Like, yeah, because then on the other side of it, you can, you can say that um, I'm participating in a democracy. I'm making my voice heard by casting my vote. Uh, this person probably won't win, but I'm voting, right? But you have but to be like, how yeah, I feel. That's like raising that dude's win percentage from he was going to have maybe 7%, and then you and all the people with your mindset raised it to 8%. It won't even yeah. get that far. I feel like at this like. point, it really is the lesser of two evils, so it's really just one of the two, and we only have two primary choices. So uh, what you said, piggybacking off it, if yeah, if you vote anywhere outside of those two, you're pretty much saying, fuck, yeah. I'm not going to vote. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well not vote, really. But I don't say that being like, oh, well, fuck you, you're stupid. It's not that. Like, I get that, like, you want to vote for someone who represents your ideals and everything. This it's is just, not that election for it. We have to work within the frames of reality. And we know if you vote for some random ass Green Party where their calling card is fighting for global warming, you know for a fact they're not going to win. So it's like, let's get this dude in and then fight for policies like after the fact. Yeah. Green, Green Party is hilarious, by the way. It's like, we're going to save global warming. All right, what about everything else? Like, that's not the only problem we have, my nigga. Like, what are and you going to do about fucking... They redirect everything back to that. I'm like, wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> we're fucked in multiple ways. But, but if we don't address global warming, we don't have a planet to have racism on. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, they're not wrong. <laughs> Yo. That's why you solve everything. Uh, so we, we might, might not, not be, be here long, long enough, enough to see the, the end, end of racism. racism. <laughs> Nice. That gets me to another topic, though. Just perfect segue. How do you see this whole situation coming to an end? Is it going to be protests for the next fucking year? Is it just going to be like lead to violence where they do it in like fucking any African country? Is it going to have to come down to that? <laughs> yeah, I don't or is it going to have to come down to civil war? I have no fucking clue. It's at the early stages of any of that. You know what I mean? It just yeah. It's really going to see where these next couple... I want to say these next couple of weeks, I don't even want to say days because it's it, it, it really can't be one of those situations where these protests goes on and then a week, two weeks later, they die down. And then a month, two months from now, it's like George Floyd was just the hashtag. You know what I mean? Wow. Well, like, yeah. Yeah. This one feels different. But like, oh, it does. But it just can't be. It can't go the same old way shit's been going. And I don't think it will. But that's what. I was kind of going to, yeah, I was going to say, like, as, I was almost going to say people of color, but I'm not even going to say that bullshit. So as black people, we have to mentally prepare that this whole thing could all just lead to nothing. Like, it could just, it's, it's going to be the exact same thing after. We might get a little bit of reform in police. We might, who knows, get a couple more mayors and governors in office. But at the end of the day, like, I get it. It starts from there. But racism is not going to go away. And that's what I, I, I want people to, like, know and 
just understand because I feel like some people are out there protesting, thinking they're gonna like fight racism way or protest racism way. That's not ideal, and that's not gonna happen. I don't. I don't know. I, um, because if, if we're forecasting, there's a couple moving parts right now, right? So the backdrop is we are also in the middle of a pandemic. So at some point, we were already scheduled for a second wave. And after all yep. these protests, as, as I'm proud of all the protests, our second wave is about to like hit us like a fucking truck. So that's happening. And it's it's going to come sooner than we think, by the way. Right. So I there's like. that happening. That's the first thing. So it's going to be like the ability to protest and, and so on and so forth. Then the other side of it is, okay, so now all four of the cops have been uh, arrested and charged. And then what happens if, like, if one of them's acquitted or if, like, all the charges are dropped or they're found not guilty, then that's like, going to be another uh, riot if it does die down. Now, we, and then once we're done with all that, we remember what happened the first time Trump got elected. Motherfuckers are rioting. But if he gets, yo, he's not going to be cool. in office for another four years because if he gets elected again, it's going it, to, it'll be a civil war. Like, it'll be straight up, like, yeah, chaos. Yeah, was saying the same thing. Yeah, I was saying that like I feel like there's already like assassination attempts at this point. Yeah, he said he's not. I, I feel like he's not. If he does get that reelection, I don't think he's gonna last that four years. Personally, there's no possible way. Just cause yeah, remember remember the the night and the day after he did win the election and like it was it was insanity. Like in New York, they were rioting and protesting. Like in multiple uh, major cities, they're rioting, protesting. They were doing that SJ. They were doing that in SF. And that was before everything happened. And he's been on, he's been on like 100 this year with the white supremacy yeah. shit. So if he, yeah, if he wins again, especially the same way that he won the first time when he lost the popular vote, won off some electoral bullshit. Yeah, it's a war. Like, yeah, it, it's a war at that point. Hey, and but, the pen. Hey, oh no, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say the Pentagon's not on his side right now either. They're a little bit unhappy about him using a using them personally to take that photo op. So that's another thing to keep an eye out for. Damn. Man, like, um, fuck, I forgot what I was about to say. Fight the uh, power. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, while, while, you gather, while you gather your thoughts, I want to go back to something KD said earlier, because that's a good point. I didn't take into account uh, the whole coronavirus pandemic when I was asking how, how do you see this ending. But it'll be interesting to see, man, if, if we get the second wave... And we get put on lockdown again, and the protesters just say, fuck it, I'm going to go out and protest. Anyway, it'll be interesting to see the fucking Republicans in the right wing being like, no, we have a virus, man, you should stay inside. <laughs> just be hypocrites, flip the other side. It'll be like watching like, both sides to an extent like, flip their perspective or their opinion on like that they've issue. Already, they've already showed their hypocrisy, though. Like, we, we don't need to know that it's there. It is there. It's already out there at this point. Like. It's, yeah, it's very obvious. It's just like, and it's not even, I don't, I used to think it was like, especially on like the white people with not understanding racism thing. I used to think it was just ignorance. I'm at the point where it's like, nah, we've been yelling and screaming for like decades or years, especially since like 2014. We've been like screaming about this. If you're not aware of what we mean, like if you're not aware of what Black Lives Matter means at this point, when we've been saying the same thing consistently, it's because you don't want to understand it. And on the right, they've been picking and choosing their logic uh, the entire time. Like, I tweeted the other day, and, like, the right's on the all lives matter, like, bullshit and all that stuff. And Black Lives Matter is essentially, like, literally, Black Lives Matter, not meaning that we're superior. It's just, yo, y'all haven't been valuing us. Can you, you mind valuing us? And if all lives matter was all lives matter, my logic is when the states were opening up early and they were saying that, oh, well, people are going to just have to die. We need to open up our economy. And, like, you know, we're, we're in a recession. We're heading towards the Great Depression. So people are going to die. We're just going to have to accept that. Where was All Lives Matter during that? Because that's literally saying that, like, yo, we don't value these uh, people with pre-existing conditions or if you're older and all that other shit. But fuck it. Fuck them, we ball. Like, like, where were y'all then? Why is it always after we show up first? <laughs> You know what I think? I think I think we should collectively, as Black people, stop giving the All Lives Matter shit any more energy. Because I'm done like trying to convince people of fucking common sense. Like everything you're saying right now should be common sense, and it should be ingrained in everybody's head. If you have an argument against that, you're a fucking racist, and that is where it ends. And I'm just not gonna have the debate with you anymore. Like, because you saying All Lives Matter in 2020 is inflammatory, like hate speech to an extent. It is. 
because that, I, like I'm auto- automatically gonna assume you're a racist, even if you say you're not, because I mean, you you're combating think about where that energy comes from. Like you're 100% right. Think where that energy comes from. They getting defensive on a certain stance that y'all are taking. You know what I mean? And like, we're over here giving energy to, to a common sense topic. We're saying Black Lives Matter because you're acting like it doesn't matter. Like that doesn't need a full circle of explanation. Like, like I'm done like having trying to convince racists to not be racist. Well, yeah, it was like I, I at first, like around Mike Brown era. Uh, I hate that we have to like divide our eras by by names, but around Mike Brown era, sure. it was an, it was a new thing. So I figured that people thought that they were helping by saying all lives matter. Like they just didn't understand what the point of Black Lives Matter was. And it's like, bro, there's been so many names, so many protests, uh, so many instances, and y'all respond the same way, but you only show up 100% of the time after we say Black Lives Matter. And I, I really do think it's at the point where, like, you do actually understand where we're coming from. You just don't care. And it's at that point. And that's what leads me to say, if you say All Lives Matter, you're a racist. Because you know exactly what the fuck our point is, and you want to argue it by masking it with some bullshit excuse. You're a racist. Period. Shiz, I don't know. Shiz is why. And I'm tired of seeing the, uh, the, the, on that, I'm tired of seeing like the, the pictures given like, um, they'll give like a metaphor for what like the All Lives Matter versus Black Lives Matter thing. Like, so this, this time, unfortunately, now it's the house burning uh, and the neighbor like takes the hose and waters his house that's not on fire because all houses matter. And I'm like, bro, you can send that and they'll read it and they'll still say all lives matter. Like, it's not about logic at this point. It's not about that. Like, you know, it's, it's weird. <laughs> I don't see color. Yes, you do. <laughs> I don't think it's a crock of shit. That's the dumbest statement anybody could ever say. I don't see color. Yes, you do. I see color. Yo, speaking, you feel me? <laughs> speaking of color, how y'all feel about the uh, black tile, blackout Tuesday thing? I'm kind of like conflicted. <laughs> I, I participated in it and I posted my black square and I didn't delete it. I didn't put a hashtag or anything, but you know, I mean, I didn't know too much about it. So I felt it was appropriate at the time. Right. And the people, are, the people saying it's counterproductive do have a point. I'm not going to argue that. Like, they do have a point. True breeze being an example. Yes, oh and they're, they're right in the sense that it, it, it can do some harm. But at the same time, there's a lot of people that are pretentious about it. Like, man, you guys aren't woke enough to post a black square, open your third eye. Uh, we're supposed to be doing more. Like, it's just, it can get a little, uh, you know, pretentious is, is my only problem with it. But I see the point. And I see why people are saying it's counterproductive for sure. Well, I only thought it was counterproductive if you put the Black Lives Matter hashtag on it. Because, like, yeah, like, okay, you're literally drowning out the Black Like, how we source information, if, if it doesn't just pop up on our timeline, is like Black Lives Matter. So it was counterproductive then. I just kind of... It was like a thanks. It didn't really mean too much. Because, like, bruh, it's just like a black screen, like... I hope you it, don't think that this is all you should do and just like, all right, cool, I, I'm going to call it a day. Because my whole thing was like the music industry started that where they were like, yo, let's put out a black uh, screen and we're going to take a day off in solidarity, whatever. And then corporations follow suit and then we follow suit. And my whole MO is like, yo, unless black people tell you to do it and co-sign the form of support, then it probably ain't that supportive. And we've been very clear on, like, what we're asking for, like, petitions, donations, protesting. There's, like, hella options. We didn't ask for a black screen, so I was just like, thanks, but, you know. I mean, yeah, for me, for me about the whole thing, I I participated in it, too, of course. Uh, I didn't didn't hashtag Black Lives Matter, but I I hashtagged, um, I think I hashtagged, I I forgot what a hashtag, but it was some hashtag unrelated. Yeah, Blackout Tuesday is what it was. Um, So I hashtagged that. Um, and then after that, I had a couple conversations with buddies and then realized that Instagram is the worst social media app. So I just proceeded to deleting it right after. So now I'm Instagramless for a little bit, I guess. But going back to it, the reason why I deleted it wasn't because of Blackout Tuesday, which did also have me feeling conflicted. It's because of just the amount of tone deaf people that I follow throughout the week that not only haven't said anything about justice for George Floyd, but they're going about their daily life, posting selfies and all that stuff. And I'm just like, do you guys not understand what's happening? Like, I understand you guys could be a little bit tone deaf, but this is just beyond it. That's where, I, that's kind of what led me to just get off Instagram as a whole for a little bit. Cause especially now it's not helpful at all for the mind. Yeah. You see how much people truly don't care. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yo, it must be nice to be like, you know, not have to think about this shit all day. Yeah, going <laughs> like, back to your normal life. Yeah, it must be nice. Meanwhile, over here, like, and we can't even leave the crib like that. So it's like, fuck, I'm yeah. stuck in the house and I got to think about this. Like, damn. Yeah. Yeah, I'm for, like, think about, like, the amount of mental damage that's going on on, like, every single per- uh, black person in America right now. Not even in America, just worldwide. Like, this movement means a lot, but it just kind of depends on what we see as an outcome. Yeah. Hey, going back to what you was just saying about being able to go, uh, continue on with your day, you know what I mean? Like, not having to have a care in the world. Like, I saw this, um, my cousin, she posted this um it was like this video, this experiment. It looked like it happened back in like the eight, based on a video on the way that like the people was dressed. It looked like it happened back in the nineties or eighties. I want to say nineties, but it was like this older white lady. She was like this. Um, I think she was like a teacher or lecturer, but she goes around to different schools ed- trying to educate the um, younger white folks on what it means to have white privilege. So, so she had like all the minority students, all the black students, Mexicans, everybody sitting on one side of the room, and then took all the white kids and put them um, put them sitting together. And then went around to all the white white people just insulting the shit out of them. You know what I mean? Literally was just like, you ain't shit. White people are ugly. Like, just going at them. And the whole point of this experiment, and then she goes up to this one girl who just looked like she was getting mad. She's like, are you mad? Are you pissed off? Yeah? What do you feel? Is this anger going to, uh, you know what I mean? Is this anger going to, is it going to kill you? No, right? Like, now imagine having to feel this every fucking second. Imagine having to know that your mom's going through this, your dad's going through this, your family, you know what I mean? And then this one chick, she just kept putting her hand up, and the lady was just like, by you having your hand up means that you care more about what you want to say than what I'm trying to explain and try to prove to you. And then she, the, the chick just kept talking, kept talking, and then the lady was just like, you know what, get out of this classroom. If, you're not, if, you're not, if you don't want to participate in this, just get out of the classroom. So she just got her stuff. She just walked out. She started crying. Fast forward 30 seconds later, she walked back in, and the teacher was like, nah, you don't get to do that. You don't get to just leave and then come back because, yeah, you was in this room, and you felt like you was being oppressed and judged and whatnot, and you get to walk out that door and get take an escape from that because the outside world doesn't do that to you. If you want to come back into this classroom and sit down, I want you to go to every single black person in this room, every single minority in this room, and apologize to each one of their faces. And then she wouldn't do that. She's like, I don't feel like I should apologize. I didn't do anything wrong. She's like, nah, you exercise the right that they don't have. Girl still didn't get it. She got, She grabbed her bags and just left the room. At that point, it was it's like just, you don't want to get it because you walked out crying, knowing the point that she made and it hit home and you just don't want to admit that you're wrong. So you're a narcissist, A, B, you can't admit <laughs> when you're wrong and C, you're a fucking racist. And that's my point. Like you can drive a point home with these motherfuckers. They're not going to admit they're wrong. So me, I, I feel like as a black person, it's not my job to convince you of your racism and to try to divert you away from it. That's the job of your counterparts, our allies, that they're supposed to be doing that. That's how they're supposed to protest. Speak on it. And shout out to the people that I know are making an effort to do that. Because I know a couple of non-black Facts. people that are making an effort and that understand. Those people are the ones that you have to talk to then to go then talk to other people. Because for some reason, they don't listen to black people. Right now, that even now, they don't listen to black people. They listen to a camera phone before they listen to us. Uh, so it's like, I'll talk to... It's like you got to talk to people that are receptive of actually like learning shit. Because I was like, you know, if you t- tell people it's like, oh, I don't know something about a subject. And they, they tell you, they put, they make you, you, you tell them what the fuck is going on. And then there's like, okay, cool. I didn't know that I received that information. Let me go pass it on. And then there's other people like the girl who walked out in that example and refused to apologize to black people. Where it's like, okay, cool. So you actually know what's going on and you're going out of your way to be a dick about it. Cool. I'm past talking to you. We got to move by force in terms of you. But like I've talked to... um some of my white friends is because they don't understand like certain things like microaggressions. It's like mm-hmm. it's like um, when you watch a sport versus when you play a sport. Like when you watch a sport, you think you know the game and all that shit, right? That, right. But then when you play a sport, you understand all the nuances uh, within it, like the real nuances within the game itself. And that's kind of how like the racism thing is. We are actively like playing the game we are actively involved in it, so we understand this so you're you you're just someone who's watching it so here let me tell you what's going on so then you could take that information to other people like the the amount especially this week the amount of calculation that doesn't even happen without thought but this week it's all with thought the amount of calculation that goes into just avoiding certain scenarios like if a cop 
go uh, if you're on a freeway and a cop is behind you, so you switch lanes because you know you're trying to figure out what this dude's about, and then you like go out of your way to make a wrong turn just to see if this guy's following you or something like that. White people don't yeah. know anything about that. They don't have anything to relate that to. So I'm like, well, let me tell you, and then go tell your white counterparts. And if you're not receptive of that, then I'm not focused on you. Yeah, exactly. And that's mm-hmm. exactly my point. And just to clarify, yeah, that's what I meant. It's like, if you're not willing to listen, like, what's, why am I wasting my energy on you, right? And like, you could be acting like you're willing to listen, but when I make my point and you're like, you know, because we've all, we've all been there, right? Like, just talk to a white person that just doesn't get it and doesn't want to get it, right? Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm more than willing to have these conversations with the people that are willing to have these conversations and are open and honest about it. And I feel like that's the best thing that's come out of this is the fact that we've gotten more people, at least that's what it looks like, like optics, just people that are more willing to, to actually have the conversation and are willing to listen and then use that to drive their action. So I think that's good, and I'm more than willing to, to talk to people that are, that are willing to listen because that's the only way we're going to move forward, right? That's the only way we're going to like, think of solutions. Bro, like you said, it's, it's being willing to listen and also not being defensive anytime you make a point about it. Like, yep. I feel like nine times out of ten, it's just every... every, every Every teaching that you try to give or every, you know what I mean, quote unquote, lesson that you try to pass on, it comes with a defensive reaction. You know what I mean? Or it comes with a, oh, but this or but that. It's like, nah, how about you just shut the fuck up and listen? Right. And it was always me we're attacking someone. It's just like, bro, like, I, I, I know the game. Like, like you know, I know, I understand this very well because we have no choice not, but to understand it just out of a, a survival tactic. So this might all be like mind blowing culture shock info for you, but like I gotta break this down for you because you got to be able to like tell uh, your white constituents about it because they'll listen to you if you say the same exact thing that I say. If I say it, they won't believe me. If you say it for some reason, they believe you or whatever. But it's it's really just that, and some people just like legitimately aren't aware. Like they like some white people really aren't for some reason they aren't aware that like little things like if they're in a parking lot and a black guy walks by and they lock the door they don't even register in their mind that that's racist because they only see racist as like oh someone just called me the n word yeah. that's the way they think about it and it's just like all right no that no you can't do that either bro like like let me tell you you can't do that either shit like that yep. it's it's like you got to understand the concept of uh, microaggressions and how. Uh how hurtful those can be too, right? And I think there's a lot of people that still don't get that part of it because as, as a black person, you see those microaggressions and you know what they are even when they try to be slick about them. It's easy to point out. So uh, people just got to be cognizant of, I guess, what can be perceived and what can't, you know? Not understanding microaggressions is why, like every time a black person brings up race, a white person will be like, why are you bringing up race? Because we, like, that's literally that whole, like, because, first of all, again, 50, 60 years ago, wasn't that long ago in the grand scheme of things. But, there, like, any time we see something, it's like, this, this seems like some bullshit. I don't even know what it is, but something about this in my spirit feels racist. So we'll, we'll say something to that effect or, like, try to bring it up, like, uh, something feels weird. And then the first response is combative, like, oh, well, why are you bringing up racism? It's because they literally don't see, like, they don't understand that our normal life is permeated with that and normal American society is permeated with that. So they'll go, why are you bringing up race again? I'm like, well, when was it ever not brought up? Quite honestly. (laughs) Yeah, man. And yeah, it's a revelation for a lot of people that racism isn't just, um, you know, I hate you because you're black. Like people are starting to wake up to the fact that it's a systemic issue. It's, it's an issue that's ingrained into society. It's not as simple as, hate or don't hate, right? It's not as simple as convincing people to change their minds. It's, you got to break down a system and rebuild it from scratch, basically, is the battle we're up against when we talk about racism. Good Lord, a lot. I mean, bro, a perfect example, when you, like, think about, like, a lot of these uh, school districts and the amount of funding they get based on the neighborhoods that they're in, trans, trans, translates to the, to the kids that go to these schools. Why do you think, like, there's such a small percentage of kids from these schools that actually make it to a higher education? And these kids, they, black people specifically, like, there's a lot, especially our generation, there's a lot of first-generation graduates because their parents weren't given that same opportunity. When you look back to, what, a generation ago, like our parents' generation, our grandparents' generation out here, they weren't given that 
You know what I mean? Oh, they, they're trying to get fun. Uh, they're trying to go get a bank loan to get a house. Oh, well, you live in this district, so we're not going to give you that. We're not going to give you that same amount of money that we would give these people. White people get that same exact. They get that funding. They get that bank loan. They get this. They're able to build something so that way they can pass it down two, three generations later. So it's one of those like, yeah, you may not be personally um, doing something that's fucking up the system. No, but you were already born into the system that benefited you. Right. They they just don't get that. Like they they a lot of it's either I feel like if you're like overtly racist, you probably are already aware of that. Uh, but it seems like, quite honestly, it seems like the majority of white people. It's not that they're like trying to be overtly racist. They just don't are. They literally don't know or understand in how they uh, contribute to it. Like they aren't yep. actually aware, which is like. I, I was talking to my mom, like, all right, so what can we do? Solutions, shit like that. Yo, she had the point where, like, look, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. I'm 50. This shit is supposed to be better by now. And now you're she 25. Virgil? <laughs> she, she, yeah, she's Virgil years old. She's Virgil years old. My bad. She Virgil. And then she's like, yo, shit was supposed to be better by the time you were, like, like 25 or, like, mid-20s. And I'm like, I, oh, shit, that threw me off. <laughs> but, but I'm looking at like, okay, so what can we do in terms of solutions and shit like that? And I'm thinking like, I guess the only way we can do it for, especially for the racist white people, is to force them to learn these things, like force the next generation to learn it. And we can't necessarily parent all these people. So I'm thinking like if we can rebuild the education system to implement things like like one diverse, like diversity classes or literal classes on institutional racism, classes on mindfulness, shit like that, maybe things can change. I don't know. And empl- employ teachers that are exactly like that story that Ronnie was talking about a couple minutes ago. Yo. That, yeah. can, just, that can really drive the point home because this is not like if you, you can put a racism class, right? But you can't just BS it. Yeah. <laughs> you can't yeah, just any old motherfucker like this shit. Like. Yo, but see, it ain't even about even just adding a class. How about we just change the structure of these history classes like that we've taken every single year since we were in elementary school, bro? And how about we mm-hmm. talk about what the real history is? Instead of spending one chapter, one paragraph in a chapter talking about slavery. No, how about the half the year is about slavery because 90% of this country's existence has been about slavery. Right. There should be just a class dedicated to African-American uh, history and, and, and future, basically. But and required. No, required. That, that, not elective. Exactly. Though. That should yeah. be a class and f- force everybody to take. Not you yeah, to, like, like you math said, not and elective. science. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just, yeah, there's a lot of different ways to go about it. But yeah, my point being is like, yo, it literally has to be forced because like do, doing it the nice route or like asking people to participate is like, again, people willing to learn about uh, our struggle or like struggle, struggle like different people of color and everything. It's like, nah, we literally have to force this knowledge on you just because like there's no, because y'all hold on to this so tightly. Like we have to force these classes to be required like in the K through 12 system. Otherwise you're not going to understand because like, even the the ones that the people that try to support, I'm like, fam, did y'all know that Martin Luther King is like more than like three quotes? Like y'all, like y'all watch that that movie, Our Friend Martin, and then that was it, huh? That was that, that was it. That was it. You saw that once in 2004, and then you never heard of anything about Martin ever again. I'm like, did you know that like his last speech was on like. Uh, black empowerment, uh, land ownership, uh, reparations, so on and so forth. Did you know that? No, you probably didn't. But you just know he was like a peacemaker, right? Like, come yeah, on, he, man. He, he he woke up. He woke up, and they found found out that he woke up, and they capped him. But it's like, bro, Martin, Martin Luther King had a dream, but the FBI gave that nigga nightmares too. Yeah, he started because talking they were doing shit. everything they could to bring him down, and they eventually did. So I mean, I, and that's what we say when we when we say that like it's a systematic thing. If the FBI can get involved and take down somebody that's black that has power that can influence everybody to think a different way than they've been brainwashed to think, if the FBI can get involved in that, then we have a real big problem because that's like deeply ingrained in the system. And the only people that are going to be able to solve that are white people, right? And that's why I think it's a good thing that, you know, it's, it's brought more, more of them onto our side and more of them are finally waking up and seeing what the truth is all about. So Less of them being one, passive, right? Less exactly. of them just that's, being that's, that's a silver lining throughout this whole thing. It's, it's, it's a positive outcome for sure. Because mm-hmm. it, it really is like the Black Lives Matter thing to me at this point is like a binary. It's like 
yo, like we've tried to make it clear for years and years and years. It really is like, no, it's like you're either with this or you're not. Because like we fully explain that this is not like anti all lives matter and all that other shit. Like you're either with us or not. Like we made a very clear understanding. Do you value us or not? If not, then get the fuck out of here. Like yep. it's like that. But then Dr. Umar told me I don't do integrated marches, so. <laughs> and he was not wrong. He's like, I don't do integrated marches. Some people are going to like it, but that, that nigga was making some points. Hey, That's the hard part about it, right? Because I follow his meme page. I don't follow him. I follow his meme page. And it's just like, yo, he'll be saying like a lot of bullshit. But then like he'll sprinkle like some facts in there. And then it'll be like, it's like a bullshit sandwich, right? Like, you know, two, like you got two <laughs> slices of bullshit and you put some truth in there. It's like, damn, man. <laughs> like, I want to be dead. He was making points. He's like, I don't do, I don't do uh, integrated marches because as soon as everybody else starts joining, it, it goes from a black thing to a multicultural thing, and then the whole like message behind the, the thing cause gets, gets lost pretty quick, quick too. And he also made a point where it's like, if you're if you're white or just not black in general, he said the way he said it was, quote, you don't come to the hood and march. He said basically, you go to your uh, neighborhoods and your institutions and try to tear down racism there because you're the only one that's capable of doing so. Us, we'll march in the hood to make our voices heard, but don't come and join us. Like, if you want to help us, go destroy the system from where you're sitting and that we're not capable of reaching. And I thought that was a really good point. And yeah, and that's the thing that I've been able to distinguish with people is if your activism is genuine or if it's not. Because if you're telling me, yeah, you're having these, ra- these conversations with your racist family members, yeah, that's a good step, I think. That's a great step. It's like we yeah. got we to draw some lines on it. And especially when he said... Well, y'all white people was at the uh, state capitol buildings like three weeks ago. Yo, if y'all really for us, go back there with your big old guns and shit. Go back there, like, go storm back over there and, like, go go make some noise and some shit. Don't be showing up in the hood, like, this don't mean you got no pass or something. Like, show up where it matters, right? Yep. But anyway, man, like, if it... I, I think we can all come to an agreement here and say that we want this thing to end peacefully... But if it comes down to a civil war, yeah, we gonna ride. I'm, co- I'm coming for Drew Brees too. We gonna ride, hey. Bruh, yeah. That dude was hearted, bro. God, they, I was like so disappointed because because yo, black people. Are, I'm not gonna front. We so easy to win over. I saw a couple of videos of him doing the dap properly. Like he was dapping niggas up properly. I'm like, oh yeah, the way he dapped up Zion. I'm like, okay, all right, well that's what's up. Go ahead, Drew Brees. It was probably niggas in the comments like, oh, he's invited to the cookout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I hate right, that I'm shit. like, all right, cool, man. You've been in New Orleans for how many years? Like, all right, that's what's up. And then he jump off the roof with this shit. I'm like, fam, what the hell? Bro, you would think, I mean, you would think somebody like him, like you said, being in New Orleans for that long, like, even if you are in a rich neighborhood, you know what type of city you represent you know Bruh, what I mean? yeah i'm thinking like after a while you accidentally walk into a conversation about black struggle like how you avoid that yeah it's like bro you you were playing you, you were playing there when katrina hit yeah, yeah. <laughs> like bro like that's the thing and that goes back to my earlier point like he's seen enough to be able to understand the issue but if he doesn't understand the issue and he doesn't want to get it and he wants to bring it back to the american flag those are the same people that I don't want to have a conversation with. Right, and yeah. And give any yeah. of my time and energy to. Bro, I, 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 I saw what was going on, but I didn't look at the clip because I'm like, I'm not giving it any of my energy. Mm. I saw the clip. I saw the clip. And uh, I don't know who the guy was who was asking him, but he was just like, okay, with everything going on and everything, people are going back and um, reassessing their opinions on Kaepernick and what he was saying in terms of the kneeling and why he, he knelt. So yeah. I want to ask you, I know you were... Um, you know, you thought it was disrespecting the flag back then. Like, where do you stand on that now with everything that's happened, especially in the past week? And he literally was like, well, <laughs> he's, the first thing he said was, well, first, uh, I don't agree with anyone disrespecting the flag. So let me tell you what uh, the flag means to me. And he talked about his fucking grandparents that were uh, or his grandfathers that were in a war. And I'm just like, fam, it's been four years there's been so much dialogue about this. If you're involved yeah. in any way, shape, or form, and you're in the NFL, you might, like, there's no way you don't know what this is about. You gotta, you accidentally run into the correct point. There's no way you don't yeah. know what Kaepernick was talking about. If anything, exactly. after the workouts, right? 
or it's just tone deaf. And you, you have to know at this point, even if you have that opinion, just keep it to yourself. And furthermore, I don't give a shit about your grandpa. So don't go, don't go talking about your grandpa. Or I mean, bro, this, hey, the same way he talking about what the flag mean to him. It's like, how about you see what, what the flag mean to the other side? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what's the flag mean to black people? Like, let's keep it a buck. The same way you saying your, your grandpa this, your, you know what I mean? Your um, what you call your your dad served. That's cool, bro. But what about your counterparts that aren't white, that are black? What did they go through? You know what I mean? It's actually being open to understanding that. And it's he missed that whole point. That never mind. Whole. Never mind. A veteran was the one who told him to take a knee in the first place. Like, yo, the, the fact that we like they so conveniently skip over that because the, the first time Cap did it, he was sitting on the bench, and then he talked to. A, a war veteran, I think it's a Green Beret or something to that effect, and he was like, yo, how do I do this without actually disrespecting the flag? I don't want it to be misconstrued as that. I have a very clear uh, goal in this. And he was like, well, why don't you just take a knee? That's not disrespecting the flag at all. That's literally why he was taking a knee <laughs> from the very beginning. Like, he, he got expert advice from the people that you're saying he's insulting on what to do to appease you. And <laughs> that's exactly the type of people that I'm not giving my energy to. So, we can go ahead and end this motherfucker right now. <laughs> I thought it was cool, man. I thought it was cool, Clearly, man. Clearly, he's not. Clearly, he's not. I was hurt. Still got, a, still got a long way to go with everything, man. Still got a long fucking way to go. Yeah, man. But, uh, we just, I, just, I just hope it ends well. Fuck that. Well, I made him with a Virgil clip. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm Meg, Kev, man. I appreciate y'all. We appreciate y'all for coming on, sharing your thoughts, man. Of course, man. Appreciate you guys. Yes, sir. Bullshit, man. But, uh, Honorary co-hosts. Right? <laughs> for real, for real. I met Ben, like, he been putting together, like, a little five PE, like, five in a row, some shit like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he putting up a streak, 30-point games, man. Or, I'm sorry, like, Virgil. You might need a third graphics, too. <laughs> right. Man. Just Hell in the back, yeah. Well, shit, y'all. It's your boy, Ronnie, man. And I'm Waleed, the other side of the coin, and we're signing out. Doses. Thank you.